you're walking down a lonely dirt road. You hear something rustling in the woods to your left. You hear a scream to your right. Something big flies overhead. You look behind you, expecting to see your friend. Only to see the black eyes of Paranormal Almanac With your host, Kurt Sandig and Stitch You keep walking down that path alone Because it's a quarantine edition Live episode! I literally just finished editing sound-wise, mixing the sound-wise, for the last live episode, the one I just finished a little bit ago. Stitch, come on up here, pal. There we are. Stitch is here. I am here. We got some people here. I love this. People are already starting to pop in. Lewis and Aaron. Hey, Aaron. Hey, how are you? Hi. Hey, how are you doing? And Susan's back as well. And Jessica, I love it. So, as you guys can see... The call-in number is 818-732-9399. The lines are open. If you guys want to call for anything paranormal, you want to call about UFOs, Bigfoot, black-eyed children, demons, ghosts, what have you. What else? Loch Ness, Nessie, cryptids, anything paranormal. Call in 818-732-9399. The best part about doing these live shows is being able to talk to you guys about your guys' personal paranormal experiences. So, let it, uh, let's jump to the uh, chat room real quick and see how everybody's doing. Ashley's here. Hey, howdy, hi. And Lori's here. Again, I love it. Zach's here. Boy, a lot of people came back. I love it. I did do a wardrobe change. That's right, Kelly. Yeah, I went from the Stitch shirt to the... Wait, where is it? There it is. Paranormal Almanac. Hold on. Stitch, you got to go over here for one second. The Paranormal Almanac Seeing Eye Hawaiian Shirt. Exclusive. There's only one. And I'm wearing it. Do uh, you like the Stitch shirt better? Yeah. Well, you know what? I like anything Stitch better. But... Oh, getting right into it. I love it. Dollar, you are on the air. Hi. Hi. Who's how this? How are you? Good, good. Who are, how are you? I'm doing good. I'm Maria. Hi, Maria. How are no, you? I'm good. So I was listening to, I, I had actually made a comment a couple of shows ago about um, having premonitions. I love a good premonition. Um, you know that. Okay. Well, I've had a couple of things. I've um, actually had premonitions. Um, I've seen spirits. Uh, I've seen things that I can't even explain. Um, I felt things, um, but I guess the biggest one is it started when I was about four years old, and I, my first premonition, and I was, um, being held by my uncle, and while he was holding me, um, he was telling me, and was washing my hands and telling me that it was going to be okay not to be afraid, and that he loved me very much. I remember him having a white shirt on with a um, uh, alligator on it. Um, 
the next night, I, we had Italian family I grew up with, and we had big dinner, so it was nothing unusual. But I was underneath the table listening to my family, and I heard my um, Aunt Mary start crying. Um, and I heard that he passed away. I've had several dreams where I've had alligators appear, and the people that have been in the dreams have actually passed away. Really? So it's always when yeah. it so it seems to be that the connection is that they're you know if they're wearing something or if an alligator is in it. Alligator. That... And yeah, my last one was actually a couple of months ago. Um, I was filming, and um, as I was going off set, there was a stack of an alligator, and it gave me the creepiest feeling. And um, I looked at my husband. And I was like, oh, I have a bad feeling. That night, my actor's sister got shot, and her and the baby got killed oh no oh my god i'm so yeah. sorry to hear that so this is something I mean, that you you're you're conscious of then you're 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 aware of because i dream this yeah I, 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 these are the dreams i've had um if i have a dream of somebody being pregnant they're pregnant i've also seen things um i got one um i was in st augustine and i was chilling out in it's like the country smoking a cigarette and i looked to my right and the light was going off of the very lightly. As I looked, a Rottweiler came charging at me. I actually backed up and it disappeared. Oh, wow. It just so vanished. So I've had experiences. I'm going to be open. Yeah, no, I, hey, you're being more than open. I love this. So the, so the Rottweiler just vanished while you were looking straight yeah. at it. You didn't look it away? Was or? It was, no, I didn't look away. I, I was freaking, I got scared. Sure. Because, I mean, it came out of nowhere. It literally was jumping at me and just disappeared. I was, I went inside to pull my husband. I'm shaking. Um, a shout out to my mother-in-law, Susan Tischer. Okay, sure. Hi, Susan. How are you? Yeah, she, she introduced me to you. Today. Oh, excellent. Well, I'm so glad that she, she introduced. Susan's awesome. I love Susan. So, I you know, I love giving her shout-outs as well. She's She pops in here all the time, and I absolutely love her for it. And she gives the best thing, i got to be honest, the best thing about your mom is that when I'm having a conversation with somebody on the phone and I'm trying to think of, like, oh, what's the next good question? I, without a uh -huh. doubt, I can look down in the chat room, and she's either asking the question that I wanted to just, I would just thought about asking, oh or an even God. better question. I can so tell you stories about that. We could be in the same room and at the same time say the exact same time, same thing at one another. No And kind of look at one another. Yeah, we do that. She's very open, too. Oh, she has yeah. to be. A hundred percent she has yeah. to be. So, now I want yeah, to know more... Me. Uh, yeah, apparently she passed it on to you. So if you, so you've always no, this been. This is my mother-in-law. Oh, mother-in-law. Oh, mother -in -law. oh, mother-in-law. Yeah. Well, she didn't pass it on to you then. She's just lucky to, no. lucky to have you. Um, so, yeah. so the the oh, alligator thing, her. the premonition thing. So okay, you're you're. Um, I've had a couple of them, different style ones too. Sure. Um, I guess it's. Um, okay. Um, I was sitting in the bathtub, a bathroom, on the toilet bowl, just reading a book because I have kids. And getting some quiet time, exactly. and all of a sure. sudden, I had looked to the left and I saw a fire. Um, as and I saw people with ash on them. Um, I saw uh, like if it went to another area where there was like mudslides, and um, then another one where it was like raining a lot and really windy, and then a the next one was like a boom, and I came out of it and I was like 
holy crap. Um, never felt that before. That was the first time I ever felt something like that. Usually it's been through my dreams. So I was really freaked out. Um, but I felt that something in that had to do with New York. Oh. So I had called some of my New York family members and I said, look. When I finally got, I got one of them, Elizabeth. And I told her, I said, I have a feeling it has to do with you. But I don't know what it is. And actually their boiler exploded and they had a big thing about it. And then right beside them, the building was connected a week later, it caught on fire. Holy crap. All right, so that, I'm glad that you brought this one up because that was going to be my question to you is, is it always an immediate thing or do you see stuff in advance? So apparently you see stuff in advance and immediate things. I guess. I don't know really how that goes. <laughs> I just, just what happens. Now, have you ever um, have you ever had a premonition that you've, you know, so strongly were like, hey, this is bad, I know this is real, but you haven't been able to connect it to an event yet? Yeah. Yeah. Um, actually, this is what is going on now. About seven months ago, um, I was sitting in the, in the room, and I got this really, really bad feeling. And, like, anxiety came up. And um, I had a feeling that I had to prepare... And I go running out to my husband. And I'm like, Mike, Mike, we got to prepare. And he's like, what? And I'm like, I have this really bad feeling. Something's going to happen. And he's like, what? And I'm like, I don't know, but we need to prepare. Michael's like, a hurricane? I'm like, no, I don't feel like that. And he was like, I can't do anything if we don't know what it is. I'm like, it doesn't work that way. Uh, about a month later, I was sitting on the back porch. And I was with a friend, Angie. And all of a sudden, all the hair on my arm stood up. Uh, again, I had the anxiety. Um, I knew I, I ran into Michael again like an idiot. I went, Michael, Michael, we have to get ready. Something's wrong. I, we need. And Mike's like, what? And I'm like, it's going to affect the world. Um, maybe five months later, just started. Yeah. Holy crap. So talk about a big premonition. I mean, you're right. It's the it's a worldwide that's premonition. The, yeah, that's the biggest one I've had worldwide. And I told everybody that I knew I felt comfortable with. Sure. Oh, sure. And again, oh, actually, you know what? That's that leads me to my next question was going to be uh, how I'm assuming that your your friends that you were close with and your family that you're close with take you seriously. So how often are they like, hey, oh. any premonitions or what's going on? OK, I, do you want to hear a bad one, bad thing that happened or? Um... Sure. I mean, whatever you want, to, whatever okay. you feel comfortable telling me, I don't okay. want you to feel uncomfortable okay. with anything. Okay, well, when I was, like I said, I would have the dreams of the alligators, um, and I'd have to dream of, of birds. Um, my nephew um, and his wife had a dream that she was pregnant. So I told my mom, okay, my mom always believed me, my mom, mom. And one day we were at, uh, it was either Thanksgiving or Christmas Day, and I had stated to her, you're pregnant, to Michael and her. And everybody kind of looked at me weird, and it was left, you know, the kid talking. Um, a little, uh, about a month and a half, two months, well, they found out they were pregnant a week later. Um, about three months, I had a dream that, um, Warren was in the water, and she has a daughter, Melissa and Derek, and I'm on the dock, and I'm like, Lauren, you need to get out of the water, there's alligators in there. She's like, I've been swimming in this water for years. So I picked up, I grabbed Derek and Melissa and pulled them out of the water, and I'm like, Lauren, get out of the water. And all of a sudden, the alligator came out of the water, snatched the baby out of her hands, and um, I woke up, and I told my mom, and my mom said, don't say anything, 
and she lost the baby. Oh, oh God, I'm okay. sorry. That's a terrible thing to have a premonition of. Yeah, I've had some really kind of crappy things. I've had good things, too. But well, that's um, good. I had a dream again that she was pregnant, and it was another event for a Halloween, oh, not Halloween, for Thanksgiving and Christmas. We were at my sister's house, and I had met, I had a dream, and I was so happy to tell her. I was like, I was like young. I was like, you know, I'm going to gonna be happy. And I said to her, I said, you're pregnant, and my sister smacked me across the face. Whoa. Yeah, so I, I, my mom, my Susan Fisher, she accepts me with open arms. Sure. My husband, too. Quite a few people, but I grew up in a Catholic family. Oh, well, there you and, go. Um, and a lot of, um, a lot of things were not, you know, my old-fashioned Italian, <laughs> you know. So, but, I mean, I'm going to try telling you things that have happened in a couple of shows next week. You have this once a week? Uh, yeah, yeah, I would love it. You know, please, you're free. Feel, feel free to call back anytime. These are fantastic. But before you go, I wanted to ask you, why do you Wait. think it's an alligator? What's the, what do you think the significance I, of it being an alligator? It's always been an alligator, and I don't know why. I don't do not know why. I actually, this is even before I moved to Florida. Okay. Wow. I'm from New York. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and like this started when I was four. And it's always been an alligator. Things I remember. What? And it's always been an alligator, huh? Yes, it's always been an alligator. I've had alligator dreams where the alligator's chasing us and other people have been with me, but we've all escaped. Huh. But if the alligator gets you, you you know, I mean, with the thing, just recently, I literally was just filming a couple of months ago, before this started, and um, I saw the alligator, and I couldn't figure out what the heck... Until my husband pointed it out, he goes, they just shot the mom and the baby. Wow. So I was like, oh. Now, so, you... I mean, I can't always figure out what it is. It just, I know something's going to happen. Sure. Oh, God, yeah, sure. Now, uh, if you don't mind me asking, what what are you filming? Can I mean, feel free to plug um, whatever you'd like. <laughs> um, I, I was filming a kind of a um, street uh, series. Um, right now, I'm writing a script for a horror. Oh, nice. Very so, cool. Yeah. I love that. Uh, do you want to hear my company name? you want to hear my company name? Sure, please. My company name is Light Through the Darkness Productions. I love it. Thank you. <clears throat> well, I will speak to you next week, okay, sir? Oh, please. Thank you so, so much for calling, Maria. This was fantastic. I really Thank appreciate you. you calling in. What a great story. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Now that's how you kick off a show. Again, I'm telling you, I love it. I could not have predicted, I know it's a premonition thing already, but I could not have predicted that I would get an amazing call from a, a relative of one of my amazing listeners. So I love that. I love that you guys are telling other people to call in. And every time that's happened so far, they've been fantastic calls. Just, I mean astounding i want to know more i want to know what the connection is why the alligator why this that specific thing sounds like sobek oh i'm very curious todd what that is oh there we go egyptian god sobek i gotta click on this real quick this this seems very interesting i trust todd with everything uh sobek is the crocodile god or lord of the oasis of fiam fam Sobek was known as Sukos in Greek. The name Sobek is a blah, blah, blah. His appearance is portrayed as a crocodile-headed man with a headdress or feathers 
and a sun disk. He holds an Ankh. Oh, okay, sure, sure. I know who they're talking about. Ancient Egyptians worship Sobek. Crocodile God is not just the protector, but also to ensure the fertility of their people and the crops. Um, he was considered a fourfold deity who represented the four elements of gods. Crocodiles are worshipped in cities that depend on water in parts of the Egypt where crocodiles are common. Sobek, wow. Yeah, man. I, yeah, I got to agree. That That is a very interesting connection. I, I kind of dig that. Very cool. Uh, Donnie says, if you have Netflix, have you ever seen Hangar 1 about MUFON? Yes, I have. I've been watching that. It's very good. I like that quite a bit. Sam says, hello from London. Hello, Sam from London. What time is it there? Isn't it like early in the morning what wait that's yeah, 4 20 in the morning sam what are you doing up at 4 20 in the morning i mean i'm glad to have you but still that's crazy late or crazy early well depending on if you've slept or not if you've gone to bed aaron says i'm so sad that i've missed so many of these aaron i'm so happy that you're here aaron is awesome i actually got to do a meet and greet with aaron uh it was her and i at a, at a, a bar restaurant place eight ten miles from here uh, and we had a great time, and she chatted. She gave me this awesome "Don't fucking shoot Bigfoot" um, uh, picture that's up on my wall right here. I, I would move the camera, but then it'd be hard to move it back. But trust me, it's right there. It's freaking awesome. Aaron's rad. I have Aaron. I've got a couple of links for the uh, Patreon episodes for you. I promised you I'd get you those. I still I haven't forgotten. I'm gonna get them for you. Let's see, does uh, does she have any ties to Egypt? Yeah, I, Romeo, that's what I'm wondering as well. That is very, very cool. Um, yeah, I want to know. Also, Maria, I forgot to say it on the call, so hopefully, I, it's, I hope, I think you're still watching. If you have any premonitions about me, find me. Let me know. That's my that's my key for every, every person that has premonitions that listens to this show. Any premonitions about me, let me know. And, of course, of Stitch, let us know. Alrighty, let's get, um, I want that shirt for my birthday. Well, it is, like I said, it is a one-of-a-kind paranormal almanac seeing-eye Hawaiian shirt, but it's pretty easy to find how to get a custom Hawaiian shirt made online. There's probably, you've seen ads for it all over, all over Facebook. This is like the, I don't know, ninth or tenth custom Hawaiian shirt that I've had made. And they are great quality, great shirts, love the company. I'd plug them, but frankly, unless they're going to... No, you know what? I will plug them. Go to yescustom, yescustoms.com. Yeah, go to yescustoms.com. And then when you do your order, make sure you tell them, I heard about you guys on Paranormal Almanac. Maybe I can get another free shirt out of the deal, or you can get a discount or something. Yescustoms.com. They make the best custom t-shirts, Hawaiian shirts, custom bathing suits and underwear and fuck all, everything. It's fantastic. All right. Oh, Maria says she's part Native American. That's very interesting. I think that's a big connection as well. Absolutely connection as well. Can you get it with your signature? You know what? Yeah, you could actually, when you upload, where is it? Backwards, throwing me off. There. When you upload the Paranormal Almanac logo, whatever you want to call it, I can actually, I'll sign one, take a photo of it, and you can have it, and it'll have my signature right there on there. Telling you, Zach. Oh, yeah, Zach, you've got Hawaiian shirts. you got a bunch of Hawaiian shirts you were telling me. Yes, I'm telling you guys. Yescustoms.com. 
Is it yes, customs or custom? I don't know. You guys can you guys can find it. Let me uh, let me type it in real quick because yes, custom singular yes, custom.com. I'm not getting paid to, to uh, promote them guys to promote these guys. That's just how good these shirts are that I'm willing to promote. But like I said, if you do order from them, please make sure you tell them you heard about it on Paranormal Almanac because I want to get a hell of a lot more made. I just put the name of it right there in the uh, in the uh, comments there. It's yescustom.com. Yeah, yeah, so there you go. All right, well, oh, one, T minus one week. Oh, we're not going to, the world's still shut down. I got to see him. I got to see Elijah. He's the best. All right, in the meantime, in the in-between time, let me actually get to a couple of stories for this week's episode. If the call, the, the lines are still open, 818-732-9399, feel free to call in. But until I get another caller, let me tell you about this. The supernatural graphic novel, Science of Ghosts, is launching in 2021. It touches on uh, queer romance and a murder mystery. It's a legendary comics, and it's supposed to be a very fantastic comic about the science of ghosts. It says it brings together so many things that fascinate the authors, psychology, dream logic, the symbolism of ghost narratives, and love stories. They say it's certainly a horror story, but it also has a murder twist. It has paranormal twists. It has just about everything. And I love a good graphic novel, so I am down with that. Uh, who is having a Hawaiian shirt off with me? It is Zach. And thank you, Elisa. Hey, Elisa, how are you? So happy to see you here as well. Uh, yeah, yescustom.com. Get yourself some custom shirts. They are the best. All right, real quick. This is a sad one, unfortunately, but not surprising at all. Mothman Festival has been called off because of COVID restrictions. The most popular... Oh, I'll tell you about it. Caller, you are on the air. No way. Yes way. <laughs> cool. Who's this? Yeah, I've been listening to your show for a while, and I had a few weird stories to tell you. I would love to hear them. Well, uh, the first one was... Hold on, wait, can you... Wait, uh, you're, you're, you're kind of soft. Can you speak into your phone just a little bit louder? Yeah, can you... Ah, there we go, there we go. Wait, what's your name again, I'm sorry? Margo. Thank you. So, yeah, please, I would love to hear your stories. This is fantastic. Okay. So I don't know if the first one would be a premonition or just freaky, but I was pregnant with my daughter. This was 28 years ago. And I had a co-worker that was also pregnant due two weeks after me. Well, I had my baby, and she was a week old, and I was going to take her to work to show to everybody. And that night, I had a horrible dream about my friend's baby, that it was born with its feet, with its, with its feet, and it died. And I thought, that was so weird, and it had pink socks on. I'm like, that is the weirdest thing I ever heard of. So, you know, I woke up and thought, oh, God, that was a weird dream. Yeah. Went to work the next day, went to talk to my coworkers, and they're like, oh, my God, Margo, Debbie, oh, I shouldn't have said her name, probably, Debbie passed away. It was born breach. It was a little girl. Oh, no. And it was horrible. It was the most horrible, horrible thing. And I always thought, oh, God, I felt so guilty that I had that dream, but I knew there was nothing. 
I could do about it, but it was just weird that I had the dream the next day. I got oh, work, sure, yeah. And her baby had died that night. Wow. So that is it, now, is weird. that the first premonition that you have or remember having? Um, probably that it happened so immediately, yeah. Um, my whole family can kind of tell when things are going to happen or it's like my dad, my sister crashed her car, had it repainted, you couldn't even tell, brought it home. My dad pulled it in the driveway, walked at the house, and goes, no, would you wreck your car? Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, and you couldn't even tell that it, it, it had crashed. It was perfectly painted, and he knew immediately, so he always knew when we did something stupid, he knew before we knew. That's the worst, being a kid, that's the worst. I mean, it's bad enough oh, when yeah. parents are, like, you know, paying attention, but when your parents are premonition, having premonitions on top of that, come on, that's not fair. Oh, my dad was, my dad is, like, he won't tell, say, he's Mr. Psychic, but he is. <laughs> so then I had one, uh, and it wasn't a premonition. Have you ever been to the Fox Theater in Bakersfield? It's a really old theater in Bakersfield. Wait, is it, wait, that's... Is it haunted? I believe it is. But we went there to see the, uh, some comedian. And my husband and I and a whole group of us were sitting there in the rows. And I'm sitting there and I'm, we're having a great time. And all of a sudden somebody leans over and whispers in my ear. And I can feel their breath. I can feel everything. But it's, it's time to go. And I looked at my husband. I go, what are you talking about? And he goes, what? And I go, he just told me it's time to go. And he goes, no, I didn't. So somebody whispered in my ear at the Fox Theater that it's time to go. And my husband absolutely did not believe in ghosts then. Did you go? And I said, oh, no, we did. <laughs> we went to the lobby and I, and I got a beer. And I went, okay, I need a beer. <laughs> and, and so he never believed in ghosts. And then we moved into this house. And it's a brand new home. And my daughter kept saying, mom, this house is haunted. There's something in this house. And I go, yeah, just let it go. No big deal. So I fall asleep on the couch. And I woke up to, we have um, a pantry that has eight, yeah, eight big doors on it. And uh, all of a sudden I hear these doors go bang, bang, bang. And I'm like, what the hell was that? And I, and I thought, oh, my husband got up because he goes to work early. And he slammed the door, something happened. Um, and he comes up and he goes, what the hell was that? <laughs> I go, I thought it was you. And I go, no, it wasn't me. So we both went back to bed. We were in bed for like 10 minutes and it happened again. I'm like, oh my God, the kids were right. <laughs> Holy crap. Welcome to the new house. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, it, my kids hear voices and, and, and I, I'm just like, well, why would, it's a brand new house, but where we live, I have you heard of the Tehachapi Mountains? Sure. Oh, yeah. This big Indian area. Yeah. So... People said it could be tribal, it could be this. I go, I don't, you know, it's never scared me or threatened me, but I know it's here. So do, it's just kind of funny that it happened. Do you have a pool in the backyard? No. Okay, not. good. Don't dig for one, because you're guaranteed you're going to hit like oh, no, a burial God. ground, and that's a whole poltergeist <laughs> thing you don't need. God, no, 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 that would be awful. So, and then I had one. Oh, no, go ahead, here. keep going. No, this is awesome. I love this. When my daughter was little, we had a horrific accident I accident I don't know what she was she I don't think she was no she was born and and a baby was killed in a motorhome fire it blew up on the 91 freeway oh wow and and I didn't know about it but I woke up that early in the morning and 
there's a little boy standing next to my bed in a onesie, you know, the little zip-up jammies. Oh, sure. And it was and it was frightening. I mean, it scared me, and then it just it just looked at me and went away. And I was like, oh, my God. What was, and I never saw it again, but it always did stuff. Like, I would be in a chair with my daughter napping, or she was napping, the TV would be on, I'd wake up, it would be off, or vice versa. Her toys that were switched off, with play, so I called my good friend who has now passed, who was very psychic, very, very psychic. And she said, well, you know that you had an accident on the 91 freeway where a child was lost. And you had just had a baby, so that child's soul went to your house because you have that really nurturing aura about you and it felt safe. I'm like, I have goosebumps even talking about it now. Oh, yeah. One of the toys that would not quit kept turning on and on and literally there's a switch where you turn it on and off would not quit it was a disney toy it would not quit turning on all by itself i dug a hole and buried it i'm like no more <laughs> you are i have to bury you wow i all right yeah, so that happened the, to me i don't know how i don't know if you've heard every episode but that happened with me with this singing kermit the frog doll i have and it wasn't until i ripped every battery out then it continued singing the song even without batteries and then it stopped and never did it again. I didn't even think to bury the damn thing. But oh yeah, I yeah. buried it. And whoever bought my old house um, will one day find a Disney globe buried in their backyard. And and hopefully it's still going. That's the that that's my my hope. <laughs> that would be so bad. That would be so bad. <laughs> but I really enjoy your show. I listen to it all the time while I'm at work. Oh, thank you so much. Awesome. This so, is yeah. You're always. I've got, I mean, they're not always live. This is the first live show I've caught, but I thought, you know what, I'm going to call because I love it, listening to other people's stories. Well, this I is fantastic, and you're, you're like the perfect example of why I do these kinds of shows for phenomenal stories like this. Now, now oh, yeah. again, if you ever have a premonition about me, let me know. <laughs> I will call you. That's I will all I ask. let you know immediately. That's all well, I ask. Thank you for the show, and keep up the good work. We appreciate it. Thank you, and thank you so much for calling. This was a fantastic call. I can't wait to talk to you oh, again. Oh, you're welcome. Okay, thanks. Bye have now. a great night. Yes, two for two. Awesome calls. Premonitions. I Man, if this whole show could just be just people calling in with premonitions, I would be ecstatic. But I don't want people to be like, well, I don't have any premonitions. I don't... I was going to call because I just saw, you know, an alien outside my window, but it's not a premonition, so I don't want to call. So it's not that. You can call for any paranormal story, but if you have a premonition story, I freaking love premonition stories. So again, phone number is right above my head, 818-732-9399. As I was saying, unfortunately, the Mothman Festival has been called off due to COVID-19 not surprising, but still a bummer. And uh, the event's been going on, I think, since like early 90s. And this is the first time that they've had to do it. So they said it would have been tough for them to have crowds of any size. So they'd said instead of having it be like kind of a half-assed Mothman Festival, let's just uh, scrap it until 2021. But, oh yeah, 2021 is the 20th anniversary of the Mothman Festival. So that's going to be a big one. I would like to go. I would totally, totally like to go to the Mothman Festival 2021. If everything's cool and everything's clear and we're not, you know, still dealing with a pandemic, I would love to do an episode of Paranormal Almanac from the Mothman Festival because I've been wanting to go forever anyway. 
Why not go and do the show? Alrighty, let me get to the next story here. This one is kind of paranormal, but not really. You'll you'll hear it. You'll figure it out in a second. Search for Sasquatch in Sook. That's S-O-O-K-E. It could be Sooky, but I think it's Sook. Leads to discovery of multiple Sasquatch statues. They're actually really... Oh, Susan, no worries. Thank you so much. Thank you for being here. You're always fantastic. I love having you on the chat. But let me get back to this. Susan, you have a good night. Thank you so much for being on both shows. I really appreciate it. So they said uh, there's a discovery of multiple Sasquatch statues. They are 15 feet tall. These things are huge. They're usually wrapping, like holding onto a tree or wrapping their hands around a tree. And they said that... Um, I, she said, I don't know who the she is, um, a viewer wrote, oh yes, I absolutely love Bigfoot. I think he's a wonderful, mystical creature. And she said, along with a Sasquatch sign posted by her door, she has a pair of Bigfoot bumper stickers on her car, a Sasquatch statue that's carrying garden gnomes, but she also has a 12-foot tall creature standing next to a tree in her yard. So apparently, if you want to see Sasquatch, Go see this lady because she's got a crap ton of statues that people are just wandering around in the woods discovering. And I think that's awesome. I would love it if everybody that has the ability to make a Sasquatch statue just randomly put them out in the woods to see how long it would take until someone actually discovers them. Sook. S-O-O-K-E. Sook. Someone just asked, how do I spell it again? So I was just repeating it for Ian. Alrighty, I actually have a couple of listener stories that I want to read until I get another call. Hold on, I gotta skip ahead. It doesn't, uh, Ian, it does not have a location in, um, in, uh, in Sook. It just says in Sook, so drive around Sook until you find a, uh, a, a Bigfoot. Alrighty, sorry, I don't know how Ian's story got mixed up in this one, this new episode. I've already read that one on a past episode. So let's skip over to listener Jeff. Listener Jeff says, I'm fairly new listener to your podcast. I love it. I thought I would share a story that I know is true. Keep up the awesome work. Well, I'll try. He says, my mother is psychic. She is, however, a devout Christian, and she believes that all things paranormal are evil and of the devil. So she does not practice or encourage her gifts. In 1977, when I was 10 years old, she took us to a small amusement park. It's called Holiday World in Santa Claus, Indiana. Apparently, there's a Santa Claus, Indiana. At the end of a long and fun-filled day, my mother, my godmother, and I were all in the same hotel room. In the middle of the night, my mom sits straight up in her bed and starts telling a story. She starts saying things like, he has her now. He has her in his vehicle. She's telling him she's pregnant. She has lost her shoe. He's killed her. She's gone. After telling the story, my mother, who was awake but in a trance-like state trance-like state, came to be fully present. She saw my godmother and I looking at her and obviously worried. My godmother asked my mom if she wanted to pack up and leave, but my mom said, I don't know who the girl was, but she isn't one of my girls. He has three older sisters. She has three daughters. Says the next morning, we got up and returned home. It is then we heard the news that my cousin, my mother's niece, was abducted from her job at a late-night cashier at a, ca at a convenience store slash gas station in Columbus. During the struggle, my cousin lost one of her shoes. She was newly married and pregnant, but no one had been told about the pregnancy yet. All the details matched, 
in an event that happened a few thousand miles away. It's Columbus, Georgia, not Columbus, Ohio. A few thousand miles away in real time in an age before cell phones. My mother displayed this talent on several other occasions. Once my mom and I were watching TV and she gets up and says, get dressed, Jane, his sister. Jane is in the hospital. We have to go see what's wrong. And once we got there, sure enough, they were admitting my sister. She had been in a car accident. Years later, when I was an adult and living on my own, I went to the hospital for kidney stones in the middle of the night. And my mother showed up in the emergency room looking around saying, I didn't know who was here, but I knew they were one of mine. I wish my mother had developed her talents, but she's 86 now and set in her ways and still thinks those type of events are not to be celebrated. And then this uh, listener, Jeff, actually gave me links to verify his cousin's abduction and murder. And I checked into it and yeah, the cousin was abducted and the cousin was murdered. Unbelievable story from Jeff. Like, how amazing is that? That is absolutely incredible. I guess it's a premonition. It's more like psychic powers, but still just incredible. That's a, a, a horrible story. I'm so sorry that you had to, to go through that, Jeff, but still absolutely terrifying. Oh, Ian, that is the, that's the search for Bigfoot statues that I was, that's the story actually that I was just reading the exact same one. So, yep, that is the one. So it's, wait, it's pronounced Sook with two Ks? Like Sook, Cook, Sook, Cook. What? That makes no sense. Sue Cook. Sue Cook. Whatever. Sorry. Um, yeah, no, that's it. That's the story. Zach says, I have a couple stories I could tell, but I'm super awkward. Maybe I should send them in text form. Or maybe you should call, Zach. It's just me. It's just two guys wearing Hawaiian shirts talking about the paranormal. Call in, man. Nothing. Look, I'm awkward. I'm standing in front of a shit ton of toys talking about paranormal shit for all you guys. Come on, give us a call in. I'm nothing to be souk. Oh, okay. Interesting. It's in Vancouver, home of... Oh, it's home of Caddy, the Kaborosaurus. I didn't put those two and two together. You are correct. That is awesome. Uh, Zach, please, uh, I, I beg of you, call in, man. I'd love to talk to you just about uh, a couple of your Hawaiian shirts, but 818-732-9399. Feel free to give me a call. I'd love to hear your stories. And... Don't even worry. If it's really awkward, there we go. Caller, you are on the air. Hello. Hey, is this Zach? This is... No, this is Jason. Jason. Oh, hey, no, that's totally cool. Hey, Jason, how are you? Oh, I'm good. I've been trying to call in for a while now, but you're always you're always doing your live shows when I when I'm asleep because I work at night. Oh, geez, I'm sorry. Wait, why? How are you? How are you able to call this time? I'm glad you are, but how are you able to call? Oh, because I'm, I'm getting up to get ready for work here in about half an hour. Oh wow, you're getting up. Wait, what are? What time is it for you right now? Uh, same time as you. Oh, okay. Wow, man. Even still, you're going to work really overnight, man. Holy crap. Well, hey, yeah. I'm I'm glad you got through. Please tell me your story. I'd love to hear it. Yeah, I have a couple of really weird stories for you. No premonitions, unfortunately. Today. No, it's totally fine. So my first one is uh, years ago, I was listening to Coast to Coast during their call-ins, and one of the callers had called in saying that he 
he had heard of people looking into mirrors and seeing them move, seeing the reflections move out of the corner of their eye. Yep. So I was like, I was like, what the hell? I'll try that. So I was standing there listening to Coast to Coast, watching my reflection out of the corner of my eye, and I swear to you, my reflection full on turned and looked at me. Dude, I've heard so many stories like this, and it terrifies me to not only just look in a mirror, but look away from a mirror. Because, you know, how do you know that it's not looking at you when you look away? All right, how did you react when it when that happened? Uh, I jumped away from the mirror, and I didn't go in front of the mirror for the rest of the night. <laughs> That's the correct response to something like that. Now, did you, were you taunting it? Were you like, oh, come on, I want to see if this works? Or were you literally just, I'm going to look in the mirror and then look away and see what happens? It was just, I was... I was just standing there looking at the mirror out of the corner of my eye. Just, I wasn't saying anything, just listening to radio and scared the crap out of me. And it's still, like, mirrors still freaking out. And it's been 15, 16 years. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's gonna. I would, I mean, there's mirrors everywhere. That's the worst thing possible is to think, what was that? And why did it look like, what do you think it was? What do you think happens in those mirrors? I have no idea. I don't want to speculate. Uh, <laughs> as long as, as long as it doesn't affect me, I'm cool to let it. Like, I won't mess with you. You don't mess with me. We're good. Yep. Hey, I'm with you on that one, a hundred percent. Holy crap, yeah, dude, that is terrifying. And now you got me make me afraid to look in the mirror when I brush my teeth tonight. Oh, don't worry. My second story is even creepier for the bathroom. Yes. All right. Let's hear it. So, when my mom was dating my stepdad, we'd go over to his apartment every now and then, and one day I was taking a, I was taking a shower there. Now, a quick aside, his apartment was haunted. Uh, the previous resident had passed away in there, and they kept having, like, little creepy stuff happen. The room that was straight across from the bathroom uh, was the creepy room. You know, you always got that, got that creeped-out feeling sure. when you're in front of it. Well, I was taking a shower, and of course, while I'm in the middle of washing my hair, you know, the one time you can't open your eyes, I felt something, like, creeping up behind me. Oh, no, man. Yeah, so I, I was uh, rinsing off my hair as fast as I could, and it, like, the closer I got to being able to open my eyes, the worse that feeling got. And finally, I was able to open my eyes, but for, like, a split second, it looked like I was looking at myself from behind. And Wait. then I blinked, and I was, and I was like my normal vision. It was the weirdest, creepiest thing that happened to me. Wait a second. So, for a split second, you were behind yourself. Now, the the self that you were behind were they, were 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 that you washing your hair? Yes. Oh, I don't like that at all. Holy crap, that's creepy. Yeah, that's that's the creepiest thing that's happened to me. I still have to. I still have to take measures to keep my eyes open when I'm showering. Oh, oh, God, yeah. Yeah, you know, all right, besides the, the mirror thing, just being the mirrors are everywhere, so that's creepy, you are most vulnerable, or you feel most vulnerable or susceptible when you're in the shower. So, yeah, that moment, that split-second moment of closing your eyes to wash it out, rinse it out, that's you're already so susceptible anyway, and then you have that happening? Come on, man, how did you ever... How do you ever shower ever again? Uh, very carefully. <laughs> so, Zach seems to think that you had an astral projection. 
I didn't go with astral projection. I thought that something even creepier happened. But how do you think you saw yourself? You know, I honestly don't know. That's the only time that's ever happened. Uh, I don't know if it was just my mind playing tricks on me because it felt like there was something right behind me. And it was not, it was not a pleasant feeling. Uh, I don't know if it was my mind. I don't know if something weird and more supernatural was happening. Oh, sure. Uh, to be honest, for a while, I didn't even want to think about it because <laughs> I still have to shower, you know. Well, yeah, every exactly. Day. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, all right. Well, you know, bathrooms are a terrifying place for you, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm sad for you because that's terrifying. <laughs> oh, it's fine now. I live in a place that I get no creepy feeling from the bathroom. Oh, good. Excellent. I like to hear that. Now, I I'll, I always ask people this because they always say, yeah, have you had any other kind of paranormal experiences you would like to talk about, or do you just have to get ready for work and I'm now wasting too much of your time? No, I have a few other stories, but they're not my stories, so I don't really have any information on them. Okay. Well, so, do you want to wait and share them at another I, time, or do you want to share them now? Whatever you like. Uh, I can give you one quick one, but then I gotta go, unfortunately. I, no, I love it. Let's uh, do this. The ha uh, when I was real young, before I could really, before I really remember, uh, I lived in a house that was haunted, and one of the stories I've heard about it was my dad woke up in the middle of the night and saw a tall shadow being with a, with like a, with like a tall top hat on walking through his room. Holy crap, so the top hat shadow person. Uh, yeah. Yet another person with this. Oh, my God. Yeah. No, that's... Hey, if you're going out with a quick bang, that's the one to go out on because that is a very <laughs> common one. Holy crap. Yeah. Well, well, I've been really enjoying the shows, but I got to go. No, so. no. Awesome. Thank you so much keep, for calling. Go, thank you so much for listening and calling in and enjoy work. And, and hopefully, you know, I, I get you through work a little bit easier. Thank you so much for calling. I appreciate it. Yep. Bye. Bye. Dude, holy crap. I, I mean, I never will be, but uh, I never want to be in a bathroom with uh, with Jason. That's terrifying. That is t absolutely terrifying. But another... All right, so we, now we have another person that has seen the top hat shadow person. a One of the most well-known, if you will, cryptids out there. Besides, not cryptids. Well, I, whatever he is. Cryptid, I'll just say cryptid. But one of the most well-known, not well-known ones, non-famous ones, not like Bigfoot or anything like that. But I got to say, I get messages all the time from people that have seen it. I can get the whole, like, I can kind of get the whole skeptics thing about, oh, well, if you're in sleep paralysis, you're in a half-wake, half-dream state. So it's like that fight, flight, uh, fight or flight scenario. So your mind is making up this thing that you can't kind of see, and it's that's why it's always an... Uh, a nondescript shadow person. Sure, maybe. I can't say no. I can't say yes. Skeptics can't either. But what's with the top hat? Top hats aren't a common occurrence. It's not like everybody's wearing top hats out there. Why are people seeing that? That makes no sense to me at all. Hey, that's a great question. Lori said, what did the top hat man wear before top hats? Exactly. Tell me. All right, real quick, I have um, from Amber. My son Josh is a big fan of your show, as am I. Hi, Josh. 
We celebrated his 13th birthday on the 18th. Oh, that just happened. Happy, happy 13th, Josh. I'm sorry that your birthday's happening during the pandemic. I'm so sorry. Anyway, he approached me on his birthday saying he saw the shape of a man looking at him through the kitchen. I teased him saying, maybe we listened to too many of your podcasts, but he looked at me dead serious and said, no, mom, he was there. I saw him. Creepy. Oh, yep. You're right. That is creepy. Um, hey, Josh, don't uh, stop being creepy. Uh, I'm sorry, but tell your mom if you see him more. Hopefully you don't. Hopefully that was a one and done kind of a thing. Oof. Sorry, Amber. Hopefully it's not because of my podcast. Sorry. But thank you for listening, and thank Josh for listening. That's awesome. Paul says, take a break. I need a drink. Well, all right. I'll, I'll take a... Paul needs a drink. We're going to be right back. So uh, grab yourself a drink. Now you may wonder, what does a Sasquatch do when he's wandering around at quarter to two in the middle of the night because he's feeling down? Well, he comes on over to visit my house. I think he has a little thing for my spouse because she always feels like someone is around. Well, he looks in the windows and checks out my wife. Can't say as I blame him. She looks pretty nice in a fuzzy robe as green as the foam of the sea. Well, he stands and he blinks as he ponders and thinks about humans in love and she smiles so sweet he wonders what the heck she sees in me. Sasquatch, Sasquatch, stop looking in my windows, I think it's kind of creepy, you voyeuristic weirdo. Sasquatch, Sasquatch, keep your big paws to yourself, and you got a lady Sasquatch to raise your Sasquatch whelps. Well, I made a report to the BFRO, them fellers that got that Squatch Hunting Show. Finding Bigfoot is what they're all about. All righty, we are back. We are back, Paul. I'm sure you're not back quite yet. Get yourself a drink. Everybody get yourself a drink. Slouch, everybody. Elisa says, the top hat wasn't invented until the late 1700s. So now we know exactly when the top hats were invented. You know what, I, I did an episode about this, and I want to say that they had seen the top hat, I don't know what they called it back then, but a top hat or a hatted shadow person prior to the 1700s. So you're right, they're, why are they seeing a top hat guy prior to it, you know, top hats being invented and post top hats being in style? Oh, Paul said thank you. Oh, he got back. All right, good, good, good. Yeah, um... Oh, Aaron's saying, I didn't realize other people had seen Top Hat Shadow Man. I just thought I was seeing Abe Lincoln or something. No, that's a very common one. A very common one. And yes, Kelly's right. There is a couple of documentaries about it. Um, I can't remember the one that's fairly good. Really? Yeah, it's pretty damn good. Um, I can't think of the name of it. But uh, if I remember correctly, it's still on Netflix. I'm sure you could probably find it. But yeah, yeah, there. that is a very, very oddly common one. And again, I don't understand why... The shadow person has a hat on. That just seems weird. Okay, let's get over to... I think I have one more listener story. I hope I do. Yes, I do. I have one more listener story. So let me read you that listener story real quick. This is this comes from listener Randy. Hey, Kurt. I have a true story to share of a one-off incident from my childhood. I was somewhere between five and seven years old and riding in a car with my mother. We were on my way to the mall 
to pick up a cookie cake for my father's birthday. Man, I love cookie cakes, those ginormous cookies. If you guys ever want to send me something, get me one of them ginormous cookie things. Those things are freaking awesome with the frosting. Anyhow, uh, sorry, I'm, I'm, prob I'm really hungry, apparently. Uh, he's going to pick up a cookie cake for his father's birthday, and as I was sitting in the passenger seat, just idly looking out the window, fiddling with my hands, not really thinking about anything in particular, I heard my mom say, I hope they don't put too much frosting on it. No, no, you should totally put frost. Don't listen to your mom, Randy. Uh, Jeff, my dad, doesn't like tons of frosting. Being a kid with a sweet tooth, it never even occurred to me there could be such thing as too much frosting. Yes! So I asked my mom, why does dad not like frosting? My mom fell silent and never answered my question. I thought it was a little rude. She ignored me, but I let it go. Later, she confessed that she had never actually said that statement about the frosting aloud and that I had somehow read her mind in that moment. She never replied to my question because she was too freaked out at her apparently psychic child to know how to respond. If anything that compelling ever happened again, I don't remember it, just small things throughout my life, like knowing who's calling when the telephone rings, being able to predict the next randomly selected song on a playlist. Sometimes I'll say the exact same thing at the same time as my roommates or my partners, even in the same inundation. <clears throat> Confirmation bias and picking up people's vocal habits can explain some of it, but I definitely can't explain the frosting incident. I love that he calls it the frosting incident. Hope this was at least a little interesting. Oh my god, it was fantastically interesting. Your fan in Washington, Randy. Oh yes, Randy. Hell yeah, that was an awesome one. Awesome one. Okay, let's see. Uh, Aaron, I'll send you all the cookie cakes. They're the best. Yeah, aren't they the best cookie cakes? Come on. All right, yescustom.com for all your custom Hawaiian shirts. And then if you need a dessert, you can't go wrong with a cookie cake. You know, when you could go to the mall and you could go to Mrs. Fields, get yourself a, either a slice of a cookie cake or the whole fucking thing. I'm not, I'm not judging you. I don't judge. Enjoy yourself a damn cookie cake, everybody. All righty. Well, that was the last listener story I have for this episode. So... Callers, I'm looking at you now. You're going to call in. You want to call in. You know you want to call in. Zach, want to give it a call? 818-732-9399. I'm going to vamp for another few minutes because we're already hitting about an hour right now. So this has actually been a... I, uh, this is the quickest hour. I can't even believe that it's been an hour already. Fantastic flipping stories. But... If you guys want to call in, 818-732-9399. Yes, indeed. Caller, you are on the air. Hey, Kurt. My name is Shane. Shane. How you doing, Shane? I am doing good. I'm doing good. Been catching a lot of your lives. I've listened to all the podcasts, honestly. You are a lot of fun. Oh, thanks, man. I really appreciate it. Thank you for calling in, too, by the way. You're welcome. And I'm glad that you like the live ones, because I'm getting a lot of slack that people like the regulars, but not the lives, and blah, blah, blah. So I'm glad you like both. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'll tell you what. I, I've, I've watched a lot of the lives, and then I'll listen to them when you put them up as podcasts, too, still. Yes. <laughs> I love it. All right. What do you got for so, us tonight, I, Shane? Well, I got, I've got a ton of stuff, honestly. Oh. Um, a few little short ones. Um we live in a row home, which is like a townhome, but out on the west coast, or on the east coast here. Okay. Uh, 
walls a little bit. So we've got a basement, and fairly early on living in this house, we heard somebody going up and down the stairs. Thought it was here, thought it was one of the kids. And uh, so, nope, no, none of the kids were in the basement coming up and down out of the stairs. We figured it must be somebody next door. About, oh, maybe two weeks, a month later, um, some folks were moving in to the first floor next door, and we, we helped them move some stuff in and discovered there were no stairs into the basement next door. Whoa. So, that was kind of odd, but, uh, no, no real, never really heard it again when it came to the basement stairs. So, it was a one-off, one-time thing. What the hell? Uh, yeah, right? I mean, like, uh, how do you, like, how uh, can I even debunk that? You can't, it's not pipes, it's not, you know, there's nothing down there. How did you, how, how would someone debunk that? That's awesome. Right. It was it was beat on stairs. It's a distinct sound. It's not pipes clanking. So oh, like, and our 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 basement stairs they they shift just a little bit, so they they make some distinct noise. Yeah. Oh sure. That's cool. That's trippy. I like that. And I like the fact that you guys didn't find that out until later. Like that's cool. Yeah, we were because. Sounded like somebody on basement stairs. So we were like, oh, it must be the basement stairs next door because we can hear folks going up the stairs on the second and third floor. And, and you know, it's the stairs, yeah. That's awesome. All right. So, yeah, you just, started off great. What's, let's, let, I, you said you had a bunch. I'm, I'm holding you to that. What else you got? What else do I got? Well, uh, I've, I've got a UFO. I've got uh, a daughter who uh, has spoken with her grandmother who passed on holy crap oh hey wait all right i was gonna say well dude let's get let's go to the ufo but no the daughter one sounds really intriguing so the, the wife's a little bit better with this one so i'm gonna let her share this her name's tracy she's here with me so awesome hi there hi tracy hi. is it oh yes my name is tracy hi, hi tracy hi um so, uh, early in her life, my daughter, um, that's 20 now, but, um, we used to listen to her babble on the, one of the, the two-way baby monitors. Oh, somebody. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and we could never figure out who it was. Um, we, she would always talk to somebody up in her crib and, and, and this and that. Um, so at one point in time, we were moving into a new home, uh, and she was about five at this time. And I was putting up pictures of my father, and she says, Oh, that's Bobby. I've been talking to him since I was little. Oh. And we were like, What? And she says, Yeah, he, he comes and he plays with me and, uh, and talks to me. And I'm like, Okay. Now, my father's been deceased since I have been nine. Wow. So she would have never met him. So then a couple weeks after we moved in, I went to my grandfather's house, and I picked up my grandmother's kitchen table to bring back home, and this table's 45 years old. Now my grandmother's been deceased since um, my daughter was born. Right after my daughter was born, my grandmother passed away. 
Um, at that point in time, my grandmother had had a stroke. She was uncommunicative, so she couldn't talk, but she knew who my daughter was. So we bring the table home a week or two later. My daughter is sitting there, and she's not eating dinner, not eating dinner, not eating dinner. And I said, come on, honey, you got to eat dinner. She says, no, I don't want dinner. And I said, you, you really got to eat dinner. And she says, well, Mimi just told me I only have to eat one bite. And if I don't like it, you're going to make me whatever I want. And I just gasped because growing up, my grandmother always told us we had to eat one bite. And if we didn't like it, she would make us whatever we wanted. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is like, awesome. What? And then a couple weeks later, she's up on the table, and she's dancing on the table. And I said, will you get off that table? And she says, Mimi says, I don't care. You don't care if I'm on her table. I'm the best grandchild ever. <laughs> <laughs> and since then, she's just been able to just see things and talk to things. And now did she? And she's always embraced it. She never, she never outgrew it. She's, she still does it. Um, yes, for the most part. Recently, a year ago, my my grandfather actually went into hospice care, and we were all up there. And um, she said that my grandmother visited while we were up there, and that was confirmed. I had, uh, I had actually slept in the bed the night that we, we expected my grandfather to pass away. I had slept in the bed that my grandmother had passed away in. Um, nobody else would sleep in it. I, I'm like, you know what, screw it. I'm sleeping in it. Yeah. And I kept feeling, I kept feeling somebody touch me, feeling somebody touch me, telling me to move over, move over, move over. And finally, about 8 o'clock in the morning, I felt somebody shove me out of bed and say, will you just move the hell over? And I decided I was getting up. And about that time, my daughter says, you know, I can really smell cigarette smoke. My grandmother was a heavy smoker. She says, I think Mimi's here. And right about that time was when we were told we went out and my grandfather had actually passed away at that moment. So we believed that she had come, woken me up by telling me to move the hell over, to let us know that my grandfather had passed away. Wow. And that she had come to, to take him. So, yeah. Now, now, yeah, she she doesn't have it as strongly, but yes. Did now does how does that make you feel? Is it is it comforting or it, it, you don't sound scared of it? No, we never have been. Um, it, it it gets a little odd at times. We we know, like we know we have ghosts in the house we're in because we had somebody when I moved in here. I moved in with a friend, and literally two months after we moved in, he passed away, and we know he's never left. <laughs> so wow. we know they're here. I gotta say, you guys have um, a great other... you guys have a great attitude towards the paranormal or towards you know ghosts if you will i don't like calling them just ghosts but you know what i mean yeah yeah the no we we never we, we've only had one instance of it not being um nice and i think that was because it was trying to tell us something we had an instance where i got up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom and i kept seeing something at the door and when i when i got out um it, it shoved me all but down the steps and, Holy. and the next day um that the gentleman came next door to check on his brother and he had found him deceased next door so we feel that that was was his entity 
letting somebody letting know. Somebody yeah, know. oh hey, yeah. I'm, I'm, like, hey, know, hey, I'm, hey, someone check on me. Yeah. What the hell? Yeah. But no, it's, it's, it's never been, um, I've, I've always been raised that it's been normal for them to be around. We've, we've talked, I've had mediums been able to contact and, and they've confirmed, you know, my family members there's been some odd things. So yeah, it's been a normal aspect of our lives, especially having a daughter that has, has communicated with, with the Oh yeah. And <laughs> That's cool. I love the fact. I, I gotta. I mean, I just said it, but I'm. I'm. Ring, I'm gonna say it again. I don't care. I love your attitude towards this. This is awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I mean, you aren't kidding. I, I now. I'm gonna. I'm gonna ask Shane. You. You mentioned a UFO story. I'm not letting you go before I hear this UFO story. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, so this. Uh, was a growing up um, was going out to California uh, my dad was taking me and my brothers I was probably 10 uh, I don't know what road we were on what highway we weren't on the interstate at this point because there were, were fields on, on either side of the road we were on and it was two lane um, but uh, we've been we've been on the road most of the, most of the day and we're trying to get there um and then, so we've already passed through death valley because coming over from arizona side um it's like the only way to get through <laughs> yeah oh yeah um unless you're coming around from from up north um so we were on some two lane road at that point and it was it was late at night i don't know what time it was exactly but it was dark and my brothers were asleep and looked out the, the passenger window because I was sitting up front and I saw a ring of, of light. I, they were colored. I don't remember what colors now, but I remember they were colored. And my dad said, wow, that's really interesting. And pulled over and we watched the lights pass from the field on, on the left-hand side, on the passenger side, across the street in front of us, out in the field to the right, and then double back across. So we sat there and watched it, and and you know I I know it was it was round, it was larger than than the vehicle across, and we were driving a station wagon, so we you know a longer car for the day. Oh sure. Uh, and not wasn't like we were in a, in a small car, and Dad was like, okay, we we got to get going again, and we didn't talk too much about it. I was like, what do you think that was? And he's like, you know, we're, we're not far from the university. It was probably some uh, students experimenting <laughs> with um, luminarias. I'm like, no, no, I don't think that's what it was because it was a solid shape. Like, he watched it and then immediately found a way to write it off. Oh, yeah, exactly. And, and we never really discussed it again. And the fact that it but doubled back, it was, that doesn't, that's not a double oh, yeah. back situation. Yeah. No, it, 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 it was it was moving slowly, and and quietly. Like it, there there was no helicopter blades. There was no air displacement like from a helicopter. There there was no motor sounds. You know, it hovered. It was probably twenty or thirty feet in the air. It was. It wasn't like it was way way up in the sky. It was close enough that you know. 
10 years old, I'm like, I could reach up and touch it. It wasn't that close, but it was close. Yeah, oh, sure, yeah. It, it wasn't 30,000 feet like an airplane. I get what you're saying, totally, yeah. Holy crap, man, that's awesome. Yeah, and, and, and I've always remembered that. And I, I mentioned it, like, one other time to my dad, and he was like, I don't remember that. I'm like, okay. Really? Like, I'm not going to try and make him remember. Wow, he just, man, you're not kidding when he said you, he wrote it off. That was it. Nope, out of, out of my mind. I'm, I'm good. I'm done. Holy crap. I love it. And, and that, to me, is an interesting thing in general with the paranormal is a lot of folks will do that. They'll, they'll yeah. see something and then immediately like, okay. Yeah, I had an experience when I was like, I don't know, like 20 years ago in, in Vegas, I had an experience walking out of one casino, uh, the Circus Circus over to Excalibur or Vice uh, Excalibur. No, it was Excalibur walking out to whatever's next to Excalibur. I forget now. But anyhow, walking outside, looking up, and and there was a triangular UFO with the circles at the bottom, just like you picture for every black triangle UFO. And I was like, what the fuck? And everybody else is like, oh, wow, look at that. And then when it went by, everybody else just kind of went, eh, and went right back to, I was like, wait, what the hell? Why is nobody freaking out about the fact that we just saw a UFO? So weird. Right. Yeah, no, I don't get that one at all. I don't, I'm glad, I'm glad I'm like you, or I actually remember it. I want to remember this stuff. I don't want to be, you know, freaking weird and Pleasantville and just forgetting it and keep walking. That's weird. Yep. Wow, well, you guys do not disappoint. I'll tell you that. Shane and Tracy, thank you so much for calling. Um, carte blanche, call any time. This was awesome. Please. Thank you much. I'll catch you in. Oh, I appreciate it. Please do. Thank you again. These were a phenomenal stories. You're welcome. Bye now. Come on, man. Come on. This is why I'm glad I did a second show. Everybody was freaking out saying, you can't do two shows in one day. You're not going to get any calls the second show, or you're going to be too wiped out, or you're not going to care, or you'll think about, you know, cookie cakes the whole time. Nope. This is why I'm glad I did the second show. How good is this? Uh, Lauren McCune made it for this one. Hey, Lauren. I'm so glad that you made it, but it's getting close to the end. I'm going to put it out there. Anybody wants to call? 818, where is it? There it is. 818-732-9399. One more call, and then I'm going to think I'm going to wrap it up because now it's 9.15 my time, and this is going on close to the third hour of me doing Paranormal Almanac, which, hey, radio shows, if you're listening, or or radio stations, or iHeartRadio, or any serious radio, I can do three hours a night if I'm getting paid. So... You guys want me to do this kind of a show, like a coast-to-coast, the way it used to be, when coast-to-coast was, you know, classic Art Bell, coast-to-coast is exactly what I would love to do for a living, do it every night, talking to you guys, listening to your amazing paranormal stories, I would flip and love it. So, one last call, one last dibs, whatever, what do you want to call it? One last try, shout out for calls, 818-732-9399. If not, I'm going to wrap it up and talk about going out on a high note if we don't get another call. Oh, and Stitch just found a squeaky toy and scared the shit out of me. Um, yeah, all right, pal? All right, good job. You know what? 
I'm, I'm good here. I'm going to say let's wrap it up with, with the Shane and Tracy amazing calls. I'm more than happy to say that that was a good point to, to, uh, to end the night on. So thank you all. I would listen to it even if I don't listen to the radio. Thank you, Edith. That's what I want. I want you guys to listen to it. I want to keep doing these things for you. I love doing Paranormal Almanac. I am not lying. Absolutely love it. This was, you know, this is the best way to spend a Friday night in quarantine. Hanging out with you guys, talking paranormal, hearing phenomenal stories. Everything about it was just fantastic. I loved every call. Love chatting with you guys on here. I'll be back tomorrow night. So, tomorrow night, I don't know, you guys tell me what time. I'm going to put it up in the Facebook in a minute, uh, you know, reminding, hey, tomorrow night. So you guys let me know what time. It can't be too early because I got a uh, Puddles virtual concert tomorrow, Puddles and Weird Al. That takes precedence. There will be a show tomorrow night, uh, maybe 7 o'clock-ish, 8 o'clock-ish. We'll figure it out. But uh, yes, there will be a show tomorrow night as well. If you guys want to call in, please do. Aaron, yes, Experiment 626. That's right. That's why I wore the uh, Stitch shirt earlier uh, for the last show, uh, the full Stitch shirt. But thank you guys so, so much for listening. You were fantastic. Paul, thank you, sir. You guys are fantastic. Once again, I am your host, Kurt Sandvik, and this has been another fantastic... Oh, I didn't say, I didn't say thank you again. Sorry. Thank you to Maria, Margo, Jason, Shane, Tracy. Thank you all for calling in. Fantastic stories. Love talking to all you guys. Once again, I'm your host, Kurt Sandvik. This has been another edition of Paranormal Almanac. Thank you, guys. Have a good night. Yes, it's here,